So, uh, <laughs> we'll make it short and sweet. <laughs> this little guy, this little guy rings, I'm gonna have to go. You're out, you're out. Let's rock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my fellow squinders, everyone who's listened to this curled up, curled up, as it were, in a fetal ball on a Tuesday morning. My name is Needles, just Needles. I am here with Never Surrender, the, the, some of the great people of Never Surrender by the squinters, the only Giants AFL podcast, perhaps for not much longer if what happens this weekend continues for the rest of the season. I mean, we started this in a ball of positivity, a sunshine of positivity in the middle of 2019. And then here we are at the end of round two, 2020, or what you could also describe it as the weekend shit got real. The <laughs> growlers, Leon out, uh, got its own giant mega thread on the pod. <laughs> Uh, we lost to an extremely undermanned Fremantle team. All look busted. Um, I'm just what I'm going to do. I'm going to introduce our team. I'm then going to set the team from my own personal perspective, and then I'm going to let the gentlemen vent for a very quick half hour so they can express what we're all feeling and then solve it. Uh, at the top, Sparrow, mate, you were there. You weren't there. I'm assuming you watched it. How was it for you? No, it was it was uh, painful. Painful, and I've been feeling the pain of the community today in the various platforms around the interwebs. A lot of lot of uh, vitriol and pain out there, but uh, I think we've got to shine a bit of a positive light somehow on the situation, uh, which we'll hopefully we'll do tonight, or we'll yeah. just all whinge about it. Judging by your efforts when you did the preseason, when it went from you know the very top of positivity, you plunged within half an hour into an absolute yeah. I can. Oh, I'm back up. I'm, I'm, back. Just <laughs> I'm just trying to lift everyone. How you could possibly be is beyond me. Um, and then all the way from sunny, COVID-free, going into... No, COVID, still COVID-ridden, but going into summer, uh, London. Mal Michael, between meetings, working from home, but looking to pitch up. Um, you're not, not very positive. You weren't very positive. You told Mal not to watch it. I, no, you told Bubs not to watch it. It wasn't good. It was... Um, the, the worst thing for me, it just it lacked any sort of intensity, and that's more troubling than um, than you know being properly atrocious. It was you know it wasn't a training run. This was a live match, four points on the line against Frio, um, and we just didn't seem to bring the necessary intensity for elite level football. Oh. Well, this should be funny. This is going to be funny. Um, and and but Bartman, can you make it funny, please? Just you are on mute. Yeah, sorry, unmuted now. Uh, can everyone hear me? Uh, 
Sparrow, uh, admire your um, your <laughs> efforts to bring some positivity to the discussion tonight. Uh, you're not going to get any of that from me, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone used to listen to the seminal uh, radio duo Martin and Malloy from the mid to late 90s, but there was a uh, there's a very memorable scene where Mick Malloy describes you know, an unprecedented level of anger uh, when, when them. And uh, before last night, I, I really thought that was as angry as I'd ever heard someone over uh, a broadcast medium. But um, strap yourselves in, boys, because <laughs> I'm, I'm as angry, if not when, more angry than... Well, than but, I mean, Batman on Sunday... Was. You, you put your hand back up and then. you were waving it furiously to be on the pod and you were super positive. And then halfway through the first quarter, going back over the messages, you yeah, told him to cancel the pod. Cancel the pod. Cancel so. it. Yeah, cancel <laughs> the pod. Mate, I, I cancelled it halfway through the first quarter. I just want to be um, – I, I want to set the scene. I was I – was we were travelling down from, from a, a cancelled 40th party because of the flood, floods that had been over here and uh, Sparrow, my mate's willow, couldn't get his party up for – uh, one of a better phrase, but then I we kept travelling down. I was able to hook in with a sort of a, a kind of vague friend of the pod, not really uh, the burnt sheep, Danny Blackwell, and we were having a conversation with him, and it was lovely. And I heard I heard my phone start to go off, and I knew like when messages go like that, it's either we're going terribly, or things are fabulous. And fuck, aren't we playing well in goals? And being a positive dude, I decided. To lean onto the fir- onto the positive side, and I wasn't able to look at the phone because I'm a polite ho- a guest. Um, stayed, you know, talked to my wife as we drove back to my brother's house. And we got to my brother's house, and I, you know, it was just halfway through the last quarter. And I turned on the television. I hadn't couldn't quite see the score, but I saw Zach Sprules kick a couple of goals, and Canelio, uh, he got a few touches and even laid a tackle. And I think fucking Toby Green looked quite good. I'm wondering what the problem is. You know, that last half of the last quarter uh, looked really needles. good. Gentlemen, fill me in. Gun time goals, mate. <laughs> Who wants but, first? As usual, Needles, as usual, you know, football is simultaneously a very complicated beast with a lot of moving parts and an incredibly simple game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we simply, like, we're shithouse. Our defenders were standing around like Browns cows. They didn't know who to kick to. Several times uh, we were caught on the wing, uh, ignoring option one, option two, option three, doing a little goose step and then getting bundled into touch like, you know, some shithouse rugby union winger, to extend the analogy. Uh, Just completely at odds about what to do. Several other times we were stuck back on the halfback flank uh, obviously with no options to, to hit up through the mid part of the ground, which as every footballer knows means you, you go long up the boundary line, except we didn't go long up the boundary line. We went long, you know, 20, 30 yards in from the boundary line adjacent to the center square, which is a bad place to kick the ball when you've got nowhere to kick it because Frio just picked us off there. They were much cleaner going inside 50, hitting up targets. We're very lucky. They missed three set shots from inside 50 in the first quarter and they missed you know, a, a ridiculous number 10, of 1122 or something. Because honestly, we deserve to go down by 15 goals. Uh, and so that's the back line. Midfield, a- apart from uh, Flynn, who battled hard, um, were completely outclassed. 
without exception, for the entirety of the game. David Mundy looked like, you know, he wound back the clock. He looked like a sprightly five year old instead of a you know, <laughs> 37 year old or whatever the fuck he is. And he almost got as many line, touches as his age. Mate, I don't I understand. Did. Who are we kicking to? I didn't know who we were kicking to, and clearly neither, neither did any of the Giants. The only bloke up there having a crack and putting a lead on was Toby. The guy's five foot one or something. Like, there's only so much he can do. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was yep. crumbing his own marks. He was and laying tackles. Like, he was doing everything he possibly could, and uh, there's just just nothing on. It, it was just deplorable. Um, as I think someone said on the pod, sorry, I'm rushing a lot in here because I may have no, to go soon. That, yep. um, you know, they thought that. What's his name? Jake Hopper and Taranto seem to have plateaued. Agree. Uh, no Callum way. Ward and Phil, filthy Phil, you don't add a lot anymore in the way of leadership <laughs> or general ability. Agree. Toby should be the captain. Agree. Helio looked like he had skis on all day. His feet hardly got six <laughs> inches off the turf. He did get a few telling touches, but like it's like he's got some. It's like he can't run anymore, and he's got he's lacking confidence. I don't know what it is. And fuck. I don't know why they keep using this angle on Leon in the box where it's just him in tight. You can't see if there's anyone else in the box because that's basically a metaphor for how I feel like the coaching direction is. It's all coming from one bloke and it's all shit. That's that all coming you. That's a fabulous fan. That is Freo is shit. They are flogging us. We are even shitter. Um, Mal, you, you made a good line. Is it um, something like, uh, easy to list who hasn't been shit rather than everyone who was? Who wasn't shit? God, um... Tobes, Bobby. Uh, I don't know. Bobby did some eye, a couple of eye-catching things that were pretty good, but not a heap of them. Toby wasn't bad. Tobes um, did look like he was trying. He got lots of touches. Josh, Josh Kelly cruises around and does his thing, but like all of it was – there was just too little of it from everyone. We had three of – we only had three players in the top ten possession getters. I think one in yeah. the top five. Like it's just not enough. You know, we talked about Monday. He had 38-odd odd touches. Our highest ball winner, like – Barely cracked twenty. You know, we're not going to win games. From Harry Himmelberg. Like, what's yeah. that bloke getting doing? Topping the touch count. Exactly. Um, Did he? You know, I wanted to add to Bartman's uh, little rant there because <laughs> we were in sync watching the game on the thread. You go in down nineteen points at uh, quarter time. The first play of the second quarter, Frio. Un- basically, oh, without yeah. us touching the ball, tap down, perfect, you know, picture picture perfect, tap down to the rover. Rover goes in the forward line to have a shot at goal. Is the first thirty seconds of the second quarter. I mean, that's it was training ground stuff for them. Um, and and disappointingly, Mal, you know, it just shows zero response to whatever. Assuming I'm assuming insipid messaging came <laughs> through at quarter time. You know, exactly because but, they just I, did the exact same thing. Yeah, you, you know, unless the message was, was a, a let them win it out of the center up. and spot up, spot up a target <laughs> inside 50. Then, uh, very know. interesting coaching from Leon if that's the message. Yeah. Well, we'll get to coaching and interesting or not, otherwise, you know, in moments. Um, Sparrow, you've been, you've got the pen, you've been chewing the end off it, you've been writing notes down furiously. <laughs> I'm trying to find some positives. It's, it's difficult. Now, give look, I'll, I'll give you one, come back. Um, Frio, their first home game in over a year. Um, a very good young midfield. Playing the B team, Frio, have you seen their injuries? No, no, not their midfield. Sure, the forward line. But, and the back but line. a very good emerging. I mean, rising star last year. 
Brayshaw's a gun. Mundy's an old gun. You've got Sarong. You've got Fife can play. Fife. Yeah. Um, and they were just better than us. And they had the crowd behind them. And we were in Perth, where we haven't traditionally played that well. And I just think they were a better team on the day. And we got outplayed and out enthused. And our midfield, which has been our, um, you know, gold standard, was totally looked B grade. Like Tirano and Hopper, who are awesome, are just not playing at the standard that they that that there is that is their potential. And I think Cal mm. he tried hard, but he looked a bit looked a bit done. Um, our bottom three or four players looked really poor, and that's um, yeah. That's um, Tanner Brun. I'm sorry, like I'm all for blooding young kids, but yeah. how do you drop Tom Green and leave that kid in there? He's had a combined four touches in two games or something. Yeah, that was a like mystery. He tries hard. He's there about the contest, but you can't – we've got to win games. Like, mm. So, who? yeah, I just think I just think better team on the day with a big home crowd and, um, and a, a good emerging young midfield that are going to probably beat a few teams this year. And we're just probably we – are, we are way off the pace. And I, I don't think there would be a um, – quite insipid message given to the players at quarter time. The problem is the buy-in. There's just no buy-in from the likes of Josh Kelly, who's a gun. Um, Cogs is trying hard, but he just looks B-grade. Um, you know, who, who else are the, the, the leaders out there? Um, the Dutch Clamp, he's obviously a, uh, um, more of a tagger, so you probably won't notice his influence that much. But, yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know. The, there's there's something not right in terms of mm. the guys getting behind the message that's and the game plan that they're trying to play. I don't know. That's my central question, Sparrow. I think you, you're spot on there. My... You're muted. I can't hear. Come back now. No, well, it's Sparrow, I'll I'll step into the breach. Um, yeah. You know. Obviously, insipid message was a bit tongue in cheek for me, but the, the point I think the point for uh, as someone you know we're all watching the game at home. We don't have we, we don't have a lot to go on. They don't have a mic in the in the messages. You know, I'm sorry, in, in the three quarter time huddle and things in, until the next Amazon doco comes out. But we you know we have to go by indirect measures of buy in and 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 rockets and things like body language and and talking on the field and I think we can all agree the body language was defeated from about the 11 minute mark of the first quarter there was very little getting around the boys single digit bum taps for the day which is probably the most <laughs> that's, disappointing that's that. a good point body just, language yeah just, um, I didn't you know if I was Hannah Broom for example who am I looking to to other than Toby to like get around me and get the boys up and about I just didn't see anyone I, I don't know that Cogs is up to it the old dogs who did it before him don't seem up to it. I don't know yeah. who your natural-born leader who stands up in in that at that level of adversity was. There, there didn't seem to be one. Yeah, I'm spot on with that, uh, Bartman. I, like, where does our turnaround come from? That's what I. That's yeah. the question. Who's, who's going to spark it? See addressed. Yeah, and <laughs> to, Toby seems. Hang on, like, needles. We can't hear you. Just um, disconnect your giant um, microphone and try again. <laughs> maybe giant, maybe that John giant, giant is throwing out the radio waves needles. 
It's like a satellite dish strapped to your head. What caused it? There we go. You're back. <laughs> what, what caused? caused yeah, what, what's caused it? The um, rot. Yeah, well. Um, yeah, it's a good point because, because it kind of happened. We were still in contention with five games to go at the end of last season or seven games to go, and then we lost five of our last seven. And we've continued that on to this season. Yeah. But there wasn't yeah. any particular moment last season where we decided we drop, start just dropping games. So no, where do we start and how do we fix it? I disagree, Mal. I think the moment was the first pause in the season between mm. round one when we trounced Geelong and everything that followed. We yep. were a different team when we came back after that break and we've been mediocre. I mean, if you look who we did beat in that period, it was no one good. And then we ended up losing to a bunch of shithouse teams and all credit to Frio, rah, rah, rah. They're not going to make the eight this year, like, honestly, and they just pantsed us. Mm. I know it's a truism in football that, you know, it's not panic stations yet. I think it's fucking panic stations. (laughs) (laughs) We just need a calm, calm head in the in the. the We need a panicked head to put a rocket out every other bloke on the field. Everyone's freaking out. I was actually brushing my teeth this morning. It was like, now is not the time to hit the panic button. We need to go to DEFCON 6, Barrow. Just hit the panic button. You need to get in the um, Sackleon mega thread. (laughs) (laughs) You hey, and there's, um, big, there's probably a couple of big red panic buttons in the hospital there that he can just start. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm having to hold myself back, Mel. <laughs> Somebody stop me. Is your pseudonym Clint Johnson by any chance <laughs> on the Facebook Giants fan no, chat? But I like what Clint puts down. <laughs> of, uh, speaking of other fans, can we unpack, uh, you know, Nostradamus like? Um, oh. Ragnar, who with every message, you know, he's proved himself it. more and more astute and insightful. Well, mm. Ragnar got back to yeah, us two his days most ago. Recent uh, missive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rags. Um, lads, mm. hope we are well. I'm going to call him. He's not even a friend of the pod now. He's, he's positively as squint as interlocutor. We're in a now. We're, we're in a dive. He's basically he's running the pod. We need to get him on. Percent of our content. Actually, we should probably get him on. Yeah, the yeah, Squidges meet Ragnar. Yeah. Um, lads, hope we are well. It was fantastic hearing the soothing to, soothing tones of you lads back on the airwaves the last couple of weeks. Well, wow. Thank I you, Ragnar. you've read this, haven't you? We do what we can. No, I don't think so. So as you can probably tell from my title, okay, oh, Fuming was the title. <laughs> uh. So as you can probably tell from my title, I'm not very happy. My issue, you may be wondering, dropping the future fucking captain of our club, Tom Green, like for fuck's sake. We lose him at the end of the year because he isn't getting a game. I'll refuse to wear ever wear orange again in my life. Yes, he had a quiet game, but he barely got a crack in the centre and played forward and is as much of a natural forward as Dustin Fletcher. You can't tell me he wasn't much worse than Josh. Smooth moving, but we'll be at the ruse next year, Kelly. At least Green runs both ways and is an absolute beast around the contest. We lost to a Saints team and ran out with a couple of blokes they met at the pub the Saturday night prior to the game, though, were that short. Even the umpires who were never on our side managed to pluck out some freeze for us that even had me scratching my head, I concur. Here we go. If we lose to Fremantle this weekend who are missing a heap of players, I will start knocking my cricket bat in prep for the cricket season. I won't be writing to you guys for the rest of the season. Ah, Ragnar, we hardly knew you. It was good. Why do we have to suffer because the Giants are playing poorly? We have zero excuses to not win by 40 plus this weekend in Perth. This is actually gets... Agree, Ragnar, agree. 
Although Leon just wants us to be in the contest by the end of the game and leave it to luck to get the four points, he would rather it be an arm wrestle and not take any risks whatsoever than win by 10 goals. Can you remember the last time we won a game by over 40 points off the top of your head? Yeah. No. Geelong. No. My motto? And, well, that's a long time ago. Actually, Freya, um, I think Ragnar goes year. on, just to paraphrase, Ragnar goes on to say that, you know, this may be the short-term pain we have to yes. endure in order Correct. to realize the fruit of some long-term gain. Yeah, the long-term which gain is the future being, he imagines without Leon at the helm. Leon's head on a stick. Yeah. Uh, yes, we made yeah, these exactly. early games and my prediction before the season of us being four wins, eight losses after round 12 could be playing out, which is the short-term pain. If that brings about a change of head coach, then that is our long-term gain. So long-term gain. Say it with me together, long-term gain. Regards, Ragnar. So there you go. <laughs> my, my, worry, my worry needles is that I'm pretty sure he would have chalked up one of those four wins against Frio. Yes. So where does that leave us And the now? Saints. Yeah. You know? mm. Yeah, potentially. Like, who have we got coming up? Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne at the, at the Golden Egg this weekend. Um, Swans in, as one of those games as well, Battle of the Bridge. Uh, and I think we've got... They're going to flog us. Bulldogs up to, yeah. They'll flog us. Bulldogs to round six. So, you know... Yeah, Swans are looking pretty good. We could, if we're Owen. Oh, oh, yeah, they're looking Ooh. good. They're back. Yeah, they weren't back in the preseason. We did them by 50 points, but they seem to be back now. They found their kids. I mean, just speaking of kids, I did see like in the last seat, in the last quarter, there was a bit where the Frio went mistake, handball, mistake, handball, mistake, handball, mistake, and still re- retain possession. And yeah. The, yeah. The, the commentators yeah. just went, they just made three mistakes in a row and <laughs> they haven't got the ball off them. Yeah. And that and, was mm, and then yeah. Jack Buckley, Jack Buckley looked rooted. He yep. could not run for love nor money. He was fucking knackered. I was like, but he was doing that kind of the stagger run when you get to a mark and you just kind of Oh, I hate that. That's like that. You're there. advertising you're tired. You're like, hey trainer, mm. get me off. Well, Beat it, pal. It was, it was bad. And he was one of the bottom three had I eight thought. touches. Buckley. Um, Buckley, um, Sproul, even though he kicked a few. And I think Reedy was looking poor yesterday. He should be dropped anyway, even though he's going to miss some games. And uh, one of the other young fellas. Oh, no, the Iden didn't play, did he? No. He and played a whole game. He was in the rooms afterwards in a tracksuit. And I thought he wasn't too bad against St Kilda. So no, I didn't rate. You know, what, you know what is interesting? The back line just looks out of way out of sync. Like with Shorey gone. Mm. Um, Who's talking back there? Who's organising? Yeah, well, you think it'd be um, Phil, but Hainsy looks—he's nowhere near his form from last year. And, yeah, and um, um, he looks like he doesn't want to be out there. I agree. Um, He—he—he—I uh, mean, he was the—he was the beneficiary of some questionable umpiring. There was one, mm. you know, which gifted a, a a set shot to a Fremantle young gun, which was yep. very soft in in the first half. But uncharacteristically for Haney, he seems to sort of drop his head a bit after that. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is where, you know, we, we don't have the context of the true inner sanctum, but maybe he's one of those guys that needs the little um, heater pep talk in the mm. rooms or you need, need somebody to get around him. He's just got nothing. Well, you probably you, you know? probably get a lot more skill having Ash now in there, but you do lose, you do lose that leadership down back and that because that, he, he was just barking orders the whole time. And yeah. uh, Ash is only a second-year player, so he's not going to he's not going to do that. No, and Ash was the one that got stuck on the far side in the first half 
this embarrassing display where he like fainted to kick and then mm. fainted a hand pass and then sort of doubled back and looked behind mm. him and then just got what he either got bundled into across the boundary line or he got smothered. I can't remember which one, smothered. but it was just. Do you know the you know the instance I'm talking about? It was, Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. fucking terrible to watch. <laughs> <laughs> He'd outsmarted himself thoroughly. Uh, yeah, no, you got to give it. You got to give a young bloke you know, a, a bit of a pass at. But it just is the whole side just horribly out of form. But mm. it, it's not yeah, just that. It's, it's the lack of seeming endeavour to turn it around. It's yeah, that's no, I think nothing to I think hold on what, to. It's not like we've got lots of injuries. It's not like we're getting hammered mm. by the umpires. Mm. You can like it is. Week two, boys. Week two. It's the want. Yeah, true. And that's the thing. Hey, well, what's what's the vibing in Canberra Needles? Is everyone pumped? Is everyone excited? Everyone waving flags? Well, I put my finger up. <laughs> right? I just put it above the parapet. But it's not um, going to snow this weekend. This afternoon, as I was coming down North Point Avenue, just as we were getting <laughs> back into town, I'm just waving just it. Like little any orange. orange. And there was, like, it was, there was a wave. It was a blast furnace of fear, anger, and um, anticipation. So, look. I mean, maybe the, the Sunday hours are the egg. Golden Egg's been a good place there. Now, well, the Squinners will be there, um, but and I think it's been a bit of a a, a, um, a graveyard for Melbourne as well mm. over the years. Back even back to the north when North Melbourne tried to, you know, stake a claim to the Golden mm. Egg. I seem to remember watching Melbourne go down there a few times. That's all. Yeah, but they I could be completely wrong just, on that. They've gone and won two games. Yeah, they're not half yeah, bad this year either. Because I pick it, who looks like a gun. Gorn could have a field day. Yeah. Flinny's, Flinny's, Flinny went all right again, but I think he might get towed up. Yeah. By Gorn. Well, mm. Yeah, look. But maybe that's the problem. I know, I know been this is controversial, sorry, but who gets their hand first on the ball at the centre? Bounce. I think he's less important than what. Lynn's able to do to gone around the ground. And as long as he, he does what he's done the last couple of weeks is, you know, take lay a few tackles. He to set the bar too high for him. And so far, he's he's one of the few blokes I feel that was having a genuine crack both weeks for the majority of the game. Games. Mm. Gorney's looking fit, but Gorney, he had a yeah, great game. No, look, there's no question Gorn's going to absolutely monster him ruck-wise. Mm. But the, the, the importance of that in the context of the game is what I'm questioning. Mm. You know, Gorn can have I mean, every hit out under the sun and Melbourne can still lose. That's been the yep. story of their last three or four seasons, you know? Yep. Uh, they, they're good chargers, so that, yeah. that's on our side. Mm. Yeah, now, Michael, did you, but, did, before you went to a meeting, did, did you have any sort of bon mots you wanted to get off your British chest or? or oh, mate, I'm not just enjoy some company. Still an Australian. Um, I, I don't know. I don't want to get on the Sackley on bandwagon. No, not me. It's too early for someone to lose their job. Um, but we've got to find something um, to turn around. What is? We've got, to, we've got to find some some tenacity, some heart to get in the game, get in the contest, and and actually demonstrate that we've got a bit of desire to win football games. Because at the moment, it's mm. looking very, very flat, and it's round two of a new season. And if this is what they're going yeah. to offer up, this sloth. It's going to be very difficult to get squinters on the pod. It's going to be hard to watch. It's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, it's going to be hard for us to to hang on to our our hard-won sponsors and our broadcast partnerships that we built up over, you know, several seasons. Never surrender. And we're walking out there with the white bloody flag, mate, at the moment. And that's not good enough. 
Rag- if Ragnar's you lose the first the rack tap, the rack. game over. <laughs> R- Ragnar's at home knocking in the bloody Grey Nick scoop right now. He's not even tuning in anymore. <laughs> We're losing 40% of our content right there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to go, boys. So to... Never surrender. And I'll see you later. All right, see you, Mal. Good Give stuff. him hell in the UK and um, get will, vaccinated. Mate. See you, Mal. All right. But also a quick shout out to the new song, which is going to be entirely inappropriate, but that was... <laughs> It, you, you won't have heard it at this. You will have heard it at the start as listening, but that was the preliminary final against Collingwood. Um, uh, song. Song, and it sounded Jubilation. amazing. Yeah, it gives you shivers every time I hear it, and we are so far away from that. It is so yeah. perfectly inappropriate for where yeah. we are at the moment. It hasn't been heard uh, for, what, five weeks? Five five rounds? No. Oh. It's, uh, I've forgotten the words. Um, to, just to bring some have, structure to it, you have to send the words around. Um, needs in terms of issues of the week. Um, fair to say, the Giants' curse has um, hit um, this past week. With I believe Caldwell did a hammy. Uh, oh, Shield is oh, on yeah. a knee. The former Giants' curse. Yeah, the former right? Giants. And obviously, um, that's a talking point. JC is out still. Um, so only thing we need to have is Trelaw to go down with something and and I Patton's will, probably never going to play football again Patton's long gone and yep. Zach he, he I didn't actually see Zach play did he play alright? yeah he played alright thereabouts um, <laughs> nothing special someone no, posted nothing special. a someone posted a picture of a potato on uh, Twitter with Zach Williams um, tag so I presume he wasn't awesome. Mm. Yeah, or that's a, a reference to some kind of in banter that we don't even understand. Because we don't, we're not Carlton. Well, Actually, no. Here, here's one, and it, um, sort of speaking of issues of the week, and it's from Coco, our um, Philadelphia correspondent. correspondent. Where is Coco? He's living the dream in the city of brotherly love, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. Nearest, I think, is the biggest Walmart in a place called the King of Prussia or something like that. Extraordinary. Oh, yeah. It's a um, great mall, King of Prussia. Uh, oh, Bardo, hey, you, you asked why why you couldn't fathom why Dorsal is still out. You know, why... Oh, yeah, Dorsal. Why don't we pick yeah. our highest goal kicker over the last two years? Uh, highest goal kicker and highest um, nasty person points, uh, which are also sorely lacking, especially with Mummy out of the side. Um, and Coco, we signed him before Zach or Jezza were out, so we can't quite piece it together. Anyone got a workable theory? Or do I have to start on conspiracy theories? Is he too laconic on the preseason 3K time trial? He got signed on a good deal. He got engaged and knocked up his miso in the offie. There's some gossip. We're missing something up front in the, um, in the field. He is our most laconic plastic player. He's one of our biggest uh, nasty persons, and he's playing in the twos. From my, he just injured? From my maths, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we need the first some intel, um, I mean, the thing, what I come back to when considering players like Dorsal, and, and you know, you, it may be the case that there's some kind of benchmarks or KPIs at training that he's not meeting. And I'm just on the basis of his demeanor, I'm prepared to believe that that might be the case. Having said that, as a former backman myself, and back me up here, fellas, you look at the, who the Giants are trotting out in the front six at the moment, and then you look at Dorsal. Who would you rather line up against? I'll tell you yeah, right exactly. now, I fucking hate walking out next to Dorsal for four quarters. I just know, like, it's mm. just going to be a slog the whole game. And that's what you need. You need players who 
opposition players absolutely hate playing against and you need a venue that opposition players absolutely hate absolutely hate traveling to you know we've kind of got that with our <laughs> beanstalk and uh giant stadium combo it's not like anyone enjoys going there um but but like otherwise we're it, it, ford line that we trotted out against frio like under who, who's the focal point Himmelberg. Harry. Yeah, Harry's much better playing as a second or third fiddle or a foil to a JC or a Dawson. He's not a spearhead. Like, let's be honest. Mm. I, it, it just it, uh, we it need Ricardi Toby to Green. come like, back. Toby Green was the only guy leading hard and cracking yeah. in. And like you said, well, crumbing his own stuff. But yeah, crumbing his own stuff and then laying a tackle on one of the four blokes that you know. There's a memorable lead out from four from the goal score actually where. He went really hard at the ball and two Frio guys like knocked each other out almost yeah. trying to stop him. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a, a, a small bump of you know, positivity in a otherwise very drab showing Rather from the Ford 50. dreary West Australian afternoon. Yeah. I, I just think what we've sort of all alluded to multiple times this podcast is it just that the most disappointing thing was not getting flogged per se – Although that was disappointing. And it wasn't getting flogged by an ordinary team per se, which was also disappointing. But it's that there was at no stage was there an adjustment to or a change in game plan, game style or attitude. Um, now, you can put the first two down to the coach and you can almost put the third one down to, you know, the messaging, I suppose. But at the end of the day, if the guys on the field can't don't have the, I don't know, wherewithal to lift themselves up mm. you know how do they how do they justify their pay packets you know you're professional you on to next week as you've a fan to, as well to perform yeah. yeah we're not playing it just, kid, yeah there was it? just no there was just no lift there was nothing to, i'm not a fan of changing things for the sake of it you know when you know how some teams are like fuck it we're getting flogged let's put the forwards in the midfield let's put the midfields in the back line let's throw the bench on let's give the young kids a run etc etc i'm not really a fan of that but i am a fan of guys adjusting their attitude and their behavior and their intent and their endeavor. Like Frio had a whiteboard. I don't know if you saw it quarter time, which had in, it had intent or uh, something intent and fuck some other keyword on it. And then underneath it, it had like snap and break. And I thought I was wondering to myself what those words referred to, obviously intent and endeavor or something. I think were the first two pretty self-explanatory, pretty I get it. I, vanilla I for sort of yeah. football chat. But snap and break. I mean, I was thinking of their forward structure, they're going to kind of preferring to their opposition, who they knew would just fucking break if they applied just the littlest bit of pressure because they're brittle. And that's what brittle things do. They snap and break. You tell me, fellas. I would (laughs) thought it would be snap into contests and break from them. Yeah, I kind of thought it was a coming together quickly and then a a quick sort of... I you see, know, at least there was there was some touch points for them at, at quarter time and three quarter time. Snap the I didn't see anything analogous with the, with the Giants. Really well and worked. Yeah, yeah they just yeah. need to work on their goal. Good thing for Freo is they've just lined themselves up for three days of goal kicking practice at training. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be they're going to do two warm up laps, bit of straight line skills, into circle work, and then it's going to be five on the fifty for yeah. three nights in a row. It's going to be sick. Yeah. You guys got the W. We've got some guys coming back. Fifey's okay. Hick uh, some goals. Um, and that was – thank you very much, Bart, man. That was excellent. Yeah, that was a good – that's hard to come back from that. I won't no, even try. 
we're not going to come back from Sparrow. You are going to now, as you said at the start, mm. get us all positive. We've got a week. Oh, well, we, I think on, <laughs> I'm going to week. actually rely on the community here and uh, and bring in David David Price, a staunch <laughs> member of the uh, Never Never Surrendered by the Squinders um, community. May not be his real name. <laughs> now it goes for a little while, but hang in there. True Giants never surrender. We're a young club. Hold that. Hold that thought. We're a young club. We still have so many pages to write in our club's history books. We're actually, we've actually been so lucky to experience many things much, much more quickly than most would have expected. True. But then again, our club was always destined to be great. Diamonds are forged from basic carbon exposed to continued intense pressure, heat, and time. This process causes the carbon atoms to bond together, hang in their needles, to become oh one God. of the strongest materials ever because of the process. It's a metaphor. Our clubs... <laughs> you don't say. Our club's colour includes graphite grey. Graphite is a crystalline... <laughs> crystalline... Crystalline form of carbon. It is. It's these moments which, that will forge our diamond. team. Shush, which will forge our team closer, stronger, harder than the others. I'm confident that, like carbon being turned into a diamond, our team and our club will eventually achieve the success we all desire to become one of the most valued and strongest teams, better than the rest. Stop yawning, needles. I'll support our GWS Giants forever. I bleed orange and will never surrender my support for our club, our cl our team, and our AFL destiny. Greater things will happen. Be patient and always be loud in your support. Let's let's other club let other clubs and teams know there's a big, big sound coming. The sound of the Giants approaching to claim our first Premiership Cup. That's beautiful. Thanks oh, yeah. very much, David. Oh, well, the community needed that. Oh yeah, I didn't have it in me, but Dave, that was that was poetic. Take that to bed, curl it round. Uh, yeah, that yeah, that'll get me to Thursday, and then Thursday, well, you wipe away the week, and suddenly you've got a football game at um, the Golden Egg. You're gonna get on... a, a posse? Yes, very much so. All right, any Is that more? Not for any more? None. Because there's only two of us now. Yeah, no, I've got nothing more for any more. Um, but uh, it will be an interesting. I mean, the the um, tone and the message that the players um, exude in the first quarter on Sunday will be so intriguing. Important. Very, very important. Home ground, really Sunday Arvo. With my keen eye for football tone and message, I'll be yeah, looking at it, looking for taking it. notes. Yeah, I will be taking notes like you were at the start. When, record, um, from the, record from the ground. When Bartman went on his monologue. Never surrender, Sparrow. Never surrender for now, Never anyway. Never surrender, Bartman. Never surrender. Never surrender, Mel Michael. Never surrender. There's this name that's been on my mind. How was the round trip? Just needles rather than needles, the Renaissance man. Hey, what's the, what's the backstory? Needles, just uh, needles. <laughs> no, I'm not doing Shakespeare like... anymore.
Yeah, I'm, I'm going. I'm stripping it back. Fuck with the wankery. I was sort of going to be needles. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just just going to go back to my roots. 